You're listening to The Riverwalk, the preaching ministry of Beth River Baptist Church in Winsboro, Louisiana. Today we're going to talk about something called PPE, personal protective equipment. I am excited to share this message with you, and I can't wait to hear what the Lord is doing in your life. Hope you enjoy. Good Sunday morning and welcome back to Beth River Baptist Church, Church from Home. This is yet another Sunday we're having Church from Home. Do I look a little bit funny? Have you heard there's a virus around? I wanted to wear this for a sermon illustration. If you're listening on the podcast, you can't see, but I've got gloves, a face mask. One of my gloves is ripped, so that's not good. I'm not in compliance. And I've even got some goggles. So I am protected against an invisible threat that you all know is going along. I just wanted y'all to see this for today's message and to keep that in mind. Man, I'm glad I'm not a nurse or a doctor because I wouldn't want to have to wear this stuff all the time. You know, if you've been watching the news lately, you've heard the phrase PPE. And that's what you just saw me have on. It's called Personal Protective Equipment. Uh, today's message, I'm going to be in Ephesians chapter 6. And if you've heard the news lately, you've heard about that. Uh, and you know what? The PPE, that is a reason why we're home today. It's really not so much for the virus. It's because we don't want to run out of our personal protective equipment. The doctors and nurses, thank God for them. They've got to have this equipment or they will, they will catch this virus. They've got to have gloves. They've got to have a mask. They've got to have something to protect their eyes, and they don't want to get it, and they don't want to transmit it. Isn't it amazing the kind of measures we'll go through to protect ourselves over something that we cannot see? See, they can't see the virus, but they know it's there, and they know they must be protected against it. So every time they suspect that they may be exposed, they put on their PPE. And it may be a mask, it may be a surgical gown, just like you saw me wearing earlier. And they should do that for their own safety. And you know, as I was listening to the president speak about that this week, um, it dawned on me that the Bible speaks about personal protective equipment as well. The Bible speaks about an invisible enemy we have as well. Um, And I wanted to share that with you this morning in Ephesians chapter 6. Many of you know this know this passage, but we can look at it in a new light now because the situation we're in, we have an opportunity to see what it looks like and how we should act when it comes to our invisible enemy. So I'm going to read the passage in Ephesians six ten through 20. Apostle Paul wrote the church in Ephesus. He said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day having done all to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, 
with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for the saints. And for me, that utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel, for which I am an ambassador in change, that in it I may be able to speak boldly as I ought to speak. I love this passage of scripture. We call it the whole armor of God. That's what Paul calls it. But this morning, let's call it the PPE. Let's call it our personal protective equipment. All kinds of things are going on in our world right now, and our mind is on a lot of things. We get angry, we get sad, and I shared all that last week, and we try to play blame games, we wonder what's going to happen, and we always focus on what we can see. But like I shared earlier, and like Paul shares here, we have something that we cannot see that is coming against us with all that he, or it, you might say, has got. So I want to encourage you every day, every day, whether you're home or whether you're making a run to the grocery store, you know, protect yourself with this stuff I was wearing earlier. You know, it's a good idea to wear gloves at a gas station because you don't know where that invisible virus may be lurking. It may be in a candy bar in the grocery store or it might be on a gas station handle, but it's there. A lot of times it's there and you don't know it. It's the same thing for our invisible enemy. Why put on our personal protective equipment? Paul shares in verse 12, Ephesians 6, verse 12, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Listen, that could be a scary thing, just like this virus can be a scary thing, but thank God, thank God that he's given us personal protective equipment that never runs out. While this world is in a temporary medical battle, we're always, always in and always will be in a spiritual battle. And when going to battle, we put on protective equipment. Like COVID-19 wants to steal your health. This enemy that I'm talking about wants to, wants to steal your joy, wants to steal your happiness, wants to destroy your testimony. Like COVID-19 wants to take your ability to breathe, wants to attack your body. The enemy I'm talking about wants to hurt your family wants to hurt your relationships. And man, when you're stuck indoors with them, it can happen so easily. The enemy I'm talking about, the enemy that Paul's talking about here, wants to keep you as far away from Jesus as he possibly can. And listen, the good news, the good news is he can't steal your salvation. If you're a Christian and you're saved, I believe in the security of the believer and nothing I've ever read in the whole Bible makes me believe that the devil can steal your salvation, but but he can make you neglect it. He can harm your relationship with Jesus, I believe that. And he can make life here, he can, he can steal some joy from you if you let him. That's why we've got to put on this protective equipment because we do wrestle against these things. It's imperative. It's imperative, just like the doctors and the nurses and, and all the personnel that are out there today. They have to realize that this virus, these cells exist. It's imperative that we as believers realize that we're in a spiritual battle as well. 
It's imperative that we realize that we have an enemy. And if you don't realize it, you'll never bother protecting yourself. Why are so many Christians down in the dumps? Why don't so many Christians get in the Word and read? Why don't people get out of bed and come to church? You know, it's, I think it's because we don't want to realize that we have a very real enemy. But thank God, you know, just like the doctors and the nurses have a plan right now to combat this thing, Paul gives us a detailed plan to protect ourselves against the rulers of darkness, as he put it. What are we to do? What are we to do? What armor are we to put on? What is the PPE? What is the armor? In verse 14, he says, the breastplate of righteousness. Now, I want to tell you something. In Isaiah, in Isaiah, I don't know the exact verse, but it says that our righteousness is as of filthy rags. This is a righteousness that is not human made. This is a righteousness that Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit gives you. This is a righteousness that you don't have alone. But through a relationship with Jesus, you are made righteous. Listen, when you gave your heart to Jesus, you essentially made a commitment to him to take up your cross and to follow Jesus. If you want to be righteous, if you want to have that breastplate of righteousness to protect you in what you might say is your most vulnerable area, then you need to get as close to Jesus as you possibly can. Take up your cross and follow him. That means say no to the things he wants you to say no to and say yes to the things he wants you to say yes to. I want to encourage you wherever you're at right now, take a moment. Take a moment right now and look around the room. Look at all the things that can cause unrighteousness. I want to tell you the very device that you're watching this on is full of means to make you unclean and open for attack. You could close this YouTube video and you can open another one and it could fill your mind with just crazy things. You could close this this video and go to a website. You can close this video and open Netflix. And There's so many things that you can do. You can read a book and I just want to tell you if you know it's not good and you know, you know, if you know it's not good and you know it's unrighteous, then just don't do it. Don't watch that movie. Don't go to that website. Don't reply to that Facebook post. Don't even read that book if you know it can lead to unrighteousness. We have an invisible enemy, folks. And we're to put on the breastplate of righteousness. Whenever you do something that takes away from that righteousness, that's like taking that breastplate off. And listen, the, the devil will come. He will attack. And before you know it, relationships will be ruined. You know, your happiness will be ruined. And I don't want that for you, whoever you are. I don't want that for you. But it's not just the breastplate of righteousness. Paul doesn't stop there. In verse 15, he says, Shod your feet with the gospel of peace. The gospel of peace. This is gospel. It means good news. The good news of peace is the good news of Jesus. Listen, just like I shared last week, the birds are still singing. If there is ever a time in the world since I've been alive that you need peace, it is right now. While you're at home, while the economy's low, while days are uncertain, while you can't even come to church if you want to because we're not open, listen, you need peace. You need to be able to shod your feet with the gospel of peace. And you do that through a relationship with Jesus. 
because of Jesus, I know everything's going to be okay. The birds are still singing and the lilies are still blooming. Jesus has got it all under control. There is no need, listen, there is no need to be anxious when you have the peace that Jesus brings. No need at all to be anxious when you have the peace that Jesus brings. Walk in peace. Don't worry about tomorrow. But keep walking forward. I don't, I don't want you to worry about tomorrow, but I don't want you to stand idle either. Have a peace about tomorrow. Know who's in control. Be close to Jesus. Listen, when you forget about your relationship with Jesus, anxiety comes along. Remember, remember that you are his and he is yours. I love this next one in verse 16. In verse 16, it says the shield of faith. To block the shots, to, to stop the darts, to stop the fiery darts. What kind of darts is the enemy throwing at you today? What kind of thoughts, what kind of darts will he throw at you in the future? I can just imagine when, when all this is over, this is one that I worry about for you. When all this is over and the church opens their doors, there's going to be a dart come at you. Church isn't important. See, having a great service here at home. You're having a great service there at home. You're probably in your pajamas. You're probably drinking a cup of coffee. You got to choose the music if you did so this morning. And you'll get to turn it off. And, you know, it's just less trouble staying at home. And the devil will throw that dart at you. But I want to encourage you to pick that shield of faith up and just say, no, devil. No, I'm not forsaking the assembly of myself together. I want to be with my brothers and sisters in Christ. If I can't do it now, so be it. But I want that. I want to encourage you to realize that this epistle we're reading was written to a church in Ephesus. Same thing with all the epistles. And the pastoral epistles were written to pastors. Listen, God would not have made pastors. He would not have made deacons. And he would not have made churches if it was not important. So when the time comes, don't fall for that dart. The devil might throw a dart at you saying, hey, no one's going to know. No one's going to care about what you watch. You know, look at that website. Read that book. Nobody's going to know about that. Nobody's going to care about what you partake in. Listen, take up that shield of faith and say, no, Jesus knows. And I know. I don't want to worry about that. I imagine somebody's watching this. And there's a dart coming at you. And the devil will say, hey, you can give your life to Jesus. Sure. Just not today. Don't do it today. Wait wait till the church opens up. Wait till there's an invitation. Wait till there's an altar call. Just wait. Man, that's a dart. Don't listen to that dart. Yeah, you can rededicate your life, but don't do it today. Wait till the church opens up. And then the church will open up and you'll sit through an invitation and the devil will say, just wait till next Sunday. Just wait till next Sunday. Some of you... I've been struggling with wanting to be baptized or, or rededicating your life. The devil's throwing a dart at you saying, you don't need to do that. You don't need to do that. Or you need to do it in church. <laughs> you don't want to be baptized in a river. You don't want to be baptized in a bathtub or a swimming pool. Don't fall for that dart. Don't fall for that dart. You know, as a matter of fact, in the Bible, I don't know one person who was baptized in a church. So listen, if you feel led to do that, you get a hold of me. And we'll come do it. I think that'd be the neatest thing in the world to have a baptism from home on YouTube. It'd be really cool. 
for believers out there, I'm sure there's darts being thrown at you that you can't share Jesus with anyone because you're stuck indoors. You know what? The telemarketers are still calling, trying to sell stuff. When a telemarketer calls me, if I answer, they're going to hear about Jesus from me. And you still got family with you and you you still making phone calls. You're still on Facebook Messenger and all that stuff. Listen, the Lord leads you to share the message of salvation. You do that. Don't fall for the fiery darts of the wicked one. And look, the list goes on and it goes on and it goes on. And listen, sometimes the darts are big and sometimes they're small. But the devil, this invisible enemy, they just keep flying at you. So take up the shield of faith. Verse 17 Part of our PPE is the helmet of salvation. The devil wants to get in your head. He wants to keep you idle. You know, the head's very important. Don't let him. Don't let him. Use what's in your head to help you remember what a great salvation you have. You know, what's what's in your head is, is a brain. It's something to help you remember. It's something so powerful. Now listen... We're saved through our soul, through our heart, but our brain is there for a reason too. I, I love the brain because it's what's it's what holds our memories. And I want you to just remember, if you are a Christian, don't forget. The Bible says don't neglect such a great salvation. Listen, don't forget who you were before Christ. Listen, you're looking at me. Once upon a time, I was lost. I was without hope. I was I didn't know about the future. I, I was trying to go at it all alone. And if you're a Christian, you were too. Don't forget about that. Don't you forget about the moment that you accepted Jesus as your Savior. Don't you forget when you gave your life to Him. Don't you forget how different your life would be if you had not have done that. When you remember that, when you remember that, oh, what a soldier you'll be, you'll know that Jesus is worth fighting for. You know that Jesus is worth dying for. But this is the most important thing. The most important thing that I think you can remember is that Jesus is worth living for. Even when you're stuck at home, when nobody's watching, when nobody knows what you're looking at on your phone or your computer, Jesus is worth living for. He died for you. Live for him. And the last one he mentions is the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That's in verse 17. During this time of isolation, when we're told to stay at home, what an awesome opportunity it is to get in the Word and study it and use it as a sword against the devil. It's just an awesome opportunity. Get together with your, your family. Get together with your spouse and just read and just study and get to know what the Word says. Get on your phone. You know, get watch some other YouTube videos. I watched some of Dr. David Jeremiah this week. You know, I'll remind you, you know, this evil one, he attacked Jesus. And he, he attacks us. But how did Jesus overcome the devil? Go back and read it in Matthew and... And Luke, see how Jesus combated the devil. He did it with the word. He did it with the word. He quoted scripture. Listen, when that evil one comes at you, man, what a great thing it is to be able to throw scripture back at him. The word is powerful. It is so very powerful. But remember, 
Remember this, the devil used the word too, so it's important that we study it. It's important that we know it. This is the one that's the offense. Everything else is blocking shots. This is the sword to take out and go at him. I want to encourage you when you read the word to, to get alone and read the book, read the Bible like you've never read it before. Come to your own conclusions. Yeah, come to church and listen to pastors. But get alone and read it and let the Holy Spirit talk to you like you've never, never done it before. You know the beautiful thing about this PPE I'm talking about, this personal protective equipment? It never runs out for the believer. It never runs out for the believer. It is always there. There's plenty of it to go around. No matter how bad it gets, it's never going to run out. The The fear right now is that the doctors and the nurses won't have the, the PPE available to them. But for us, it'll never run out. It has to be put on daily. Every day, you've got to make a decision that, hey, I'm going to put on this armor. I'm going to put on my personal protective equipment. Because I know there's an enemy out there. I can't see him, but I know that he is out there seeking who he may devour. So I'm going to protect myself. And it needs to be put to use. But this is important that you understand. Listen very carefully. This armor, this personal protective equipment, only applies to God's soldiers. It's not available for, for those that aren't his. If you've taken up the cross, if you've given your life to Jesus, listen, that armor is there to protect you. And look, it is there for you. But if you are not his, if you've not been born again, well, it's just useless. You, you might as well be putting, putting it on because the, the devil's already got you. You're already infected. Uh, and there's a cure for that. The cure is just to be born again. The cure is to give your life to Jesus. And not only will he wipe you clean, but he'll protect you against anything else. The question this morning, my invitation for you this morning, is to give your heart to Jesus if you've never done so. Just like I ended the video last week, it's as simple as your ABCs. Admit, believe, confess. Look, that devil's out there, and you don't have to be his. Look, there is, there is a cure for the disease called sin, and it's through a man that died on the old rugged cross. If you're not his, I want you to give your life to Jesus. Find a pastor, find a friend, find a family member who can help you with that. I don't want to give my number out on a YouTube video, but I'll give the email out. It's brbcliddyville at gmail.com. I'd love to help you with that. If you feel led to be baptized, once again, I've made the commitment. I'll come to your house if I can, and I'll do that. Or you can wait till the church opens back up, What, whatever you feel led to do. But I want you to know we love you, we're praying for you, and hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to meet back together in the sanctuary very soon. I'm going to close with a prayer. If you've got any questions, reach out. I love you, and I'm praying for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for a chance, Lord, to meet together in homes. Lord, while we're homebound and while we feel isolated, Lord, we know that you'll never leave us or forsake us. And Lord, if we've got a relationship with you, we've got your Holy Spirit and we're close to you. Lord, thank you for the ability to call and to reach out and to check on each other. 
Thank you for brothers and sisters in Christ that know us, that love us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this armor, this PPE we can put on so that we don't have to open ourselves up for attack against the devil. Lord, I pray for anybody watching this that feels defeated, that feels attacked. And Lord, I pray they'll realize that we can be more than conquerors through Christ. Lord, I pray that I've spoken to somebody this morning. I pray that your Holy Spirit is dealing with somebody this morning. And I pray for anybody watching this, if they don't have a relationship with you, they would find you. That they would know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if they were to be infected by this COVID-19, that if the worst happens, they would come see you. Lord, I pray that you would give them courage to reach out to a friend, to a family member, to a pastor, to give their life to Jesus. Lord, I pray that this, this virus wouldn't last much longer, that we'd be able to meet together. Lord, I pray that you'd be with our president, you'd be with our governors, you'd be with all our leaders. And Lord, our trust isn't in any of that, but our trust is in you. We love you and we praise you. And we ask all these things in your name. Amen. It was great to be with you this morning. Thank you for listening to the Riverwalk today. I hope you enjoyed the message. I hope you understood the message. If you wanted to see me speak, you can find us on YouTube. If you have prayer requests, you can reach out, brbcliddyville at gmail.com. Look out for a podcast, a midweek podcast. I'm going to come on every week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, and give a word of encouragement. I love you. I'm praying for you. And don't worry, this too shall pass. Have a great week.